0: Welcome to the Smart Debt Services Podcast. Welcome to the uh, Smart Debt Daily. My name is Chris Kupp. Uh, This show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do it in segments. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to go over some news. Then we're going to go over some frequently asked questions. And then we're going to go over some uh, people that we spoke to uh, in the past week or so. Uh, their information, not their information, their stories, to see if it's something that you can... Um, relate with, to see if it's something that um, is relatable in your situation and uh, show you exactly how we help them with our three-step process over here at Smart Debt Services. So I'm going to actually get on the computer here, which is where the camera's coming from, and we're going to go over some news, and we're gonna go over credit card news. This Week in Credit Card News. Uh, Let's take a look here. So the first one we're gonna go over, the first article uh, credit card debt nears a 10-year high. Uh, Americans' credit card debt poised to reach a 10-year high. Americans are projected to fall seriously behind on their credit card bills at the highest rate in the decade as banks push a record number of people to get plastic. The share of credit card borrowers who are at least 90 days past due on their accounts will probably tick up about 2-3% next year. The highest level since 2010, according to a forecast report by TransUnion, the credit bureau, and this is coming off a Forbes article. You know, uh, I see it on a daily basis. So, uh, just my opinion and Smart Debt's opinion on here on the Smart Debt Daily again is that uh, credit card debt is uh, these credit these. You know, you look at credit card debt, you look at um, student loan debts. You look at the personal loan debts, all these personal loans that are being given out and uh, being defaulted on. uh, In our opinion, uh, there's a little bit of a bubble that could happen, especially on the student loan side and uh, credit card side. When you see delinquency go up and default go up, um, that could be people taking advantage of uh, using a debt settlement strategy uh, to eliminate the debt. The the reality is, is that these credit card companies are the most advertised Products ever there's so much money that's being put into credit card advertisements and uh by the way like i'm not the uh, the, the dave ramsey type which is awesome he's does an amazing job uh he gets people into a process to get out of debt uh, but he doesn't like credit cards at all i think people who can um you know handle credit cards, handle the interest, uh, make good, sound financial decisions using 0%, using other people's money, uh, do have the ability uh, to take advantage of credits and credit cards. But I think that's a small sliver of the population, especially the people that I talk to. And uh, I think that when people are using credit cards to pay for their gas but aren't paying their credit cards off on a monthly basis. They're just making the minimum payments. They're getting deeper and deeper into that credit card situation where you know, you fast forward four or five years and all of a sudden you're maxed out on all credit cards. Uh, you don't have the ability to pay more than what uh, the minimum payments are and uh, it just gets people into a, a really bad situation. But the, real, the reality is is that I say bad situation, uh, it all depends what your perspective is, right? A lot of people that we talk to, when we go through our three-step process, which if you're familiar with uh, Smart Debt Services, we go through the process of, number one, understanding the monthly cash flow. When they do that monthly cash flow, they start looking at it. We, we leave all the um, credit card debt that they have and the personal debts that they have and the student loan payments that they have, we leave that out of our cash flow analysis to start out with so they can see how much money they actually have left over at the end of the month before you start adding that in, so they know, hey, listen, when I take care of my credit card debt and my unsecured debts over the next, you know, three or four or five years, I'm gonna have my income. And uh, you know, when they have their income to live on, we're talking about people that have an additional seven, eight, nine hundred dollars left over at the end month, at the end of the month. They get rid of this credit card debt over the next three, four, or five years, whether that's using the strategy of debt settlement or a personal loan or whatever that debt free. Strategy is now they're able to live off their income they're able to start saving they could put you know an emergency fund away uh, a larger emergency fund away for six months Uh, they can start investing and looking into investing ideas so you know it's not surprising to me that the uptick in the credit card debt is happening when it comes to uh, around the United States and it also doesn't surprise me that people are falling into default Um, so let's look at the next story story. That's uh, Canadian for story. Hold on. Okay, so let's do this one. Next one on Forbes we have here. 53% of Americans have been turned down for loans, credit cards, over poor credit. I'm just going to read the little synopsis here. A staggering 53% of Americans have been denied approval for a new credit card, loan, or even a new car because of poor credit, according to a new survey. The survey dove into the causes of the economic issue and pinpointed two main reasons. The first was ignorance. The survey reveals that a percentage of people don't even know their credit score at all. Another common detriment to personal credit scores was credit card usage. This is a big one for us, right? Uh, The survey shows 38% of Americans carry three or more credit cards, uh, while 13% of baby boomers have six or more. You know, when speaking to people, uh, you know we have a very large sample size over here, right? Uh, you know some of us have been doing this for over ten years. We see that people carry credit card debt, and the reality is is that there's an APR attached to it, an interest rate, right? So if someone's carrying thirty thousand dollars and they have, you know, you average their credit card out to be twenty percent APR, you know, at that point they're they're paying six thousand dollars a year in interest. And when people are only able to afford those minimum payments, especially when they get to the point of carrying that much credit card debt, it's going to take forever to pay down the debt. We talked to a lot of people and this is something that we want to bring to your guys' attention uh, if you're a first time listener or if you haven't caught it on any of our other videos. There's a minimum payment warning on every single one of your credit card statements. In that minimum payment warning, it shows you by making this minimum payment, it's going to take this long to pay off your credit card debt. Now. There are people out there that are listening and there are people that we talk to that have the ability to pay more towards their debt and anything above and beyond that minimum payment on a monthly basis goes towards the principal balance so that's always the best way to actually pay off your credit card debt if you have the ability to do that right but if you're stuck in a situation where you can only afford minimum payments or you're barely affording minimum payments we talk about three separate (coughs) common scenarios of people who are in uh, a financial hardship number one They don't have very much money left over after they're done paying their bills on a monthly basis number two they have no money in savings and number three they don't foresee any increase in income you know especially in the near future right if someone had the ability to make more income on a monthly basis they probably would be doing it by right now right if everybody was able to make you know more income on a monthly basis everyone would be doing it so you wouldn't even need to, you know, have, you know, you would want to follow certain, you know, basics of personal finance, but the more money you make, the more you just pay off your debt, right? But what we're seeing on our side is a lot of people just don't have the ability to make more funds or make more money. Uh, their expenses have gone up for some reason. Uh, that could be, you know, loss of income. That could be something that happened. I could tell you this, uh, and you guys may agree, maybe not agree, but I see it on a daily basis. I had people that make the same amount of money. They have very good jobs. People are making $120,000, $150,000 a year. But in that job or in that industry, they were making pretty much the same amount 10 years ago. So the the wages haven't gone up a dramatic amount over the past 10 years. And again, that's a broad statement. This is just people that I'm talking to and people that we're talking to uh, that we're doing our research on. but. The wages haven't gone up tremendously, but the cost of living has gone up a lot. We're in California over here, and we just got down. I think we were like at four twenty-five a gallon, right? I think we're now at three thirty a gallon. It just fluctuates, but there was no three thirty-five or four dollars a gallon ten years ago. The same income, but expenses were a lot less, right? So, you know, that's not an excuse for anybody. Uh, what I think we have to do is just look at the basics of number one, understanding your cash flow. If you're in debt and you're trying to get out of debt, by the way, that's all this is for. If you're in debt and you're making your minimum payments and you're happy as all could be, this isn't for you. You know, you uh, this podcast, this video, our content isn't for you. If you're happy, you've, you've made it. You, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in that situation, but I do a lot of people and we deal with, you know, people, when we think about the barriers, to uh, you know, financial planning. That's one of the things I think about a lot is, you know, what is the reason why people are not looking at their financial situation and seeing that, you know, it is cut and dry. Like it is pretty simple. Um, It's coming from me. It's a little bit different. I need to lose weight myself. But if I were to be talking to you about losing weight, there's two simple things. Number one, cut your calories. And number two, be a little more active or more active, right? Work out and cut your calories. Same thing with your, you know, your uh, your finances. Live within your means. Cut your expenses, so you can actually start, you know, putting a plan together. And I think one of the major barriers to financial planning are it's the vocabulary that people use. I try to, when I say vocabulary, I mean the vocabulary from people that are telling you what to do or how to do things, right? So I tried to create that three step process of making it as simple as possible. you know. Number one, understanding your monthly cash flow by putting your expenses down and then seeing exactly how much money is coming in, you're able to see on a monthly basis how much you can afford to pay down your debt. Number two, picking your debt-free strategy. Debt-free strategy is, is simple. You're trying to become debt-free, so you're using a strategy. That strategy could be a personal loan. That strategy could be debt settlement that strategy could be a bankruptcy if you're in that situation that strategy could be debt management that strategy if you're a homeowner could be a refinance right or a a home equity line of credit. picking your debt-free strategy then it goes to number three executing and implementing that debt-free strategy right so I try to make things as simple as possible to make that vocabulary gap to where I'm not saying words and you know phrases that people do not understand. And if I do, I need to do a better job. But I think I do a good job with that by keeping it as simple as possible. Um, you know, the liabilities and expenses for people are all over the place. whether someone's trying to pay off their student loan, whether someone's trying to save money to buy a house, whether someone is uh, in a situation where they're trying to pay off their credit card debt, Everyone's situation is different, and like I said in a previous video, a lot. Of, even though people's situation is different, there's a lot of similarities with those people's situations. So uh, another thing that I looked at in one of the articles that I read uh, earlier today is that uh, 100 million people are actually renting homes. And if you were to go to your local Barnes & Noble or look up online and you look at all these personal finance books, they're all being written and they're all being tailored to someone who owns a home. And uh, when people are renting they're really you know there's some things Dave Ramsey has a lot of good content a lot of good content for someone who's in that situation but um, I think we just need to simplify things and I think we need a hard reset on what we believe financial success is a lot of people uh, you know are, are, are faking it till they make it almost they're using credit and they're charging their credit cards to buy the brand new purses for their wives or buy the brand new watches or buy the brand new shoes or you know have the best birthday parties for their grandkids or their kids so they can put it up on instagram and facebook i have these conversations with people on a daily basis and you start understanding that there is insecurity out there and everyone has it right and um i just think we need a hard reset uh, being happy is what we need to be we need to understand. That you know carrying this amount of debt, waking up in the morning, not knowing or not realizing how to pay off your debts, right, or not under you know you know being late on your credit card debts, or even if you aren't in your current, you just don't have a plan to pay off that twenty five thousand or that fifty thousand dollars in credit card debt, right? That's a stress, and it stresses on uh, you, your job, your relationships. Again, these are all things that I talk to people on a daily basis that explain to me. That, uh, that are happening. So, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, with our contents in 2020 and, and our, you know, previous content, we are helping out and uh, we are making it as simple as possible to understand how to pay off the credit card debt and get this debt behind you so you can start living off your income. Again, everyone's situation's different. There could be people that don't have the ability to live off their income and they're just, you know, buried like an Alabama tick, right? They're just—they uh, just don't have the ability. You have bankruptcy. They have, there's things that are out there. There's options that are out there. It's time to put the embarrassment behind us and move forward. Because I could tell you this: I talk to a lot of people who are in their fifties, a lot of people who are in their early sixties, a lot of people in their sixties and even early seventies. And me being thirty-eight, I—the one thing I hear is the regrets. So I hear, you know why am I in this situation? And I, and I, you know, look at my, my credit card statements and I see that's going to take me 20 years to pay off my debt. I'm going to be 90. I don't even know if I'll be around, right? That's the, these are the things that they're saying. And you think to yourself that people's inability to take the, you know, two steps backwards or the three steps backwards to move forward three, four, five steps, right? Just imagine if you had the choice and there were, you know, pros and cons in every single situation, by the way, but, if you have the choice of paying off your credit card debt in three or four or five years compared to 20 years, just a normal person's going to say three or four or five years, right? But then you start, you know, understanding, I got to get rid of my credit cards. I can't charge on them anymore. I have to update my spending habits. I got to do these little things. These are all minute in the big picture of getting rid of your credit card debt in five years or less. So I hope that we are, uh, uh, you know, doing our part on our side to help people with their decisions i know that you know based on you know on us we we know we're helping people out so ah, that's that first segment of going over the news of uh, credit card debt the next one i'm going to have i'm going to go into the segment of frequently asked questions uh if you've been with us for a little bit we know you know that we've been doing frequently asked questions for a while and i have three of them today so let's go over those by the way hair is doing something weird i got this weird callic Gotta fix that. I Gotta fix that one day. Especially when I cut my hair, it gets fixed, but losing my hair too. I'm getting, you know, a lot of, lot of troubles going on over here. Uh, the first question we have and frequently asked questions is uh, what options are available when I have a negative cash flow? So again, in that first step is understanding, you know, what your expenses are. We have a video on it that talks about step one. Uh, if you're on uh, YouTube or you're on Facebook or Instagram, uh, just look for step one. Understanding your cash flow or determining your cash flow, right? So you're putting in your your expenses and then you're putting in You're putting your what you're doing is you're putting in all your expenses outside of you're leaving your credit card debt your unsecured debt student loan debt. You're leaving that aside. We're gonna to get to that later, right? So we're talking about your rents mortgage uh, your car payments your insurances your uh, Utilities miscellaneous things right the cell phone bills you have that amount of money set on a monthly basis Those are pretty much fixed Outside, of, of course, your food and gas, right? So when you have those expenses, you then put in your um, your income. But not the income that's yours, your gross income. It's the amount of money that's going into your bank. So your net income. At that point, you're going to see how much money you have left over at the end of the month. Now, you can't get too excited about that because, of course, you have the credit card debts and the other debts that you have to add in. But the reason for that, like I said earlier, is to so understand that once you actually get rid of the debt, that's your income that you're gonna be able to live on. And a lot of people can live on the amount of money they have left over if they didn't have their debt payments. Those debt payments weren't robbing them of that money. So when this person's question is, what, do I, what if I have a negative cash flow? Well, you have to look at you know, lowering your expenses, whether that could be a debt settlement program, or that maybe even looking at a bankruptcy, depending on what state you live in and uh, you know your situation specifically. So, uh, a negative cash flow is never fun. But realize you're not alone. Uh, your financial uh, situation doesn't define you as a person. It's just the situation you're in right now. What can we do to actually get you out of that situation and get you, you know, becoming happy again? Right. That's the main goal at the end of this. It's all my focus for myself and my focus for everyone else is. Happiness, and I know that may sound cheesy to some people, but the reality is is that I was something that i you know I was thinking earlier I had posted about my eighteen year old self like you know I think that uh, if I were to focus more on happiness and not money, i think uh you know but again, all that stuff got me to where I am today, so i don 't know, but uh, yeah, just focus on happiness, and uh, the negative cash flow. You know that's something that if you want to call back in or if you talk to one of us, uh, email us. I'm not sure where the question came from. You know we could definitely help you out with uh, leading you in the right direction, the right path. So uh, number two, what is the difference between cash flow and a budget? Uh, we get this question often. Um, I would say cash flow is like you're you know you're you're being um, you're intentional with where your money's going, right? So understanding where your cash flow as a budget is. Um, you know, at the start of the month you're going back in time and seeing exactly listen, they're very similar, but I think the more the cash flow process is understanding, you know, where that money can go to on a monthly basis to pay off the debt. Um cash flow could be just a different phrase compared to budget. I don't like the word budget. A lot of people do. I think when you you know, you put yourself like diet, diet and budget feel very similar. A lot of people don't like to stay on diets. I look at cash flow as a lifestyle, you know. Let's let's up that cash flow. Let's be positive about it, right? Um, there's probably a better answer for that, <laughs> but as of right now, that's a good answer for me. So, um, frequently asked question number three: How do I know how long it will take me to pay off my debt with minimum payments? That was a run-on sentence. How long? How do I know how long it'll take me to pay off my debt with minimum payments? We kind of went over that earlier today. Um, just take a look at your, you know, some, something from your actual credit cards, these credit card companies send you a statement. It'll tell you by making a minimum payment on this debt, how long it's going to take to pay off. And people are floored when they see it. They don't realize that, uh, you know, I believe people don't realize that I don't believe it. I know it, uh, 25 years, 20 years, 30 years, 37 years, depending on how much you owe and what the interest rate is. Right. So what I would do is just take a look, pull out one of your statements, and say, it'll say minimum payment warning. and It'll say how long it will take to actually pay off that debt by just making the minimum payment. And it's a long time because it's compounding interest. It's not simple interest, it's not fixed. So those are the frequently asked questions. So we, uh, you know, this is kind of a new setup for us. Uh, we'll probably be expanding this as we go on. But uh, uh, this episode of Smart Debt Daily. There we go. We talked about the barriers of financial planning. We talked about some articles about credit card debt. And we know some frequently asked questions. Uh, if you have any frequently asked questions, feel free to send them to us. You can text us at 619 332 1019 with a question. You can email us. You can email me directly, Chris at smartdebtservices.com. Uh, you can call in 619 9. I'm drawing a. a, a, a brain fade there. nine three three nine eight eight eight, Is that right? I think that's right. If it's not, I'll put it into the, uh, just a little brain fade there. I just don't remember, but, uh, yeah. So I really appreciate you listening to this. I think this is going to be a, a, a better format, uh, where it's going to have some, uh, you know, good things. If you have any, uh, input, feel free to uh, leave us a message. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Smart Debt Services podcast. If you could do us a huge favor, if you enjoy this podcast, can you please leave us five stars? We really appreciate it. It helps us get this podcast out to more people.